Do you ever have that totally off day where you just feel down because you've been submitting your work and no one's calling you back? You haven't booked a directing job in three months and you're wondering why are you even do all this? The biggest, bestest way to combat that depression is to create your own work. And I don't mean going out and making a short film. I mean getting clients who pay you to become a paid working director. So how do you get clients? How does narrowing down your niche help you get clients? How do you keep getting clients after you get that first one? We've got Stacey Singh here to tell us all about it. This is the Working Director Podcast, a show that helps you go from emerging filmmaker to working director. As a filmmaker living in Los Angeles, I've directed over 130 projects, including six distributed feature films, all while helping filmmakers figure out how to level up in their careers. I do this show with one goal in mind, to help you become a working director. And if you want to join us for the live Q&A sessions and ask all of your questions, make sure you join our free private Facebook group by going to theworkingdirector.pro. Thank you for joining us live today. Uh, you want to tell everybody a little bit about like, not like the big full giant story because they've read your bio, but like sort of what makes you understand how to get clients and how you've been doing it? When I moved to Los Angeles, um, it's kind of hard to get into the production scene unless you know people. So about a couple of years ago, I started, I actually got a mentor to kind of train me on how to get clients, how to work in advertising and how to do all this good stuff that you probably won't figure out on your own unless you go to business school or you take a mentorship class. So um, I learned invaluable information on just how to network because agencies, when you're dealing with like commercial clients, are very tight knit and it's really hard to get into the traditional agencies. But thank goodness for like TikTok and all of the social media that's ex been exploding lately. There are a ton of independent brands that you can get a hold of yourself and create content for them. And I know, Jen, you and me were talking a little bit the other day and you said, you know, like commercials are like mini movies. They could be so pinpointed towards your niche and like your genre and you can write these beautiful little stories, have it be a commercial and like create, you know, brand awareness for a client. One of the things I really, with the working director, one of the, the, the way we focus on getting directors work is literally by going and getting your own work. So I'd love to start with like, if you were doing this all again in, in today's age, what's one of the first things you would do to go out and try to get your own first commercial or whatever it might be that you're going to do? First things first, you have to listen to Jen Page when she's going to <laughs> She's going to explain you guys how to get your marketing materials together, your portfolio, whether it's a website, a lot of people are doing online portfolios now, how to narrow down exactly what makes you tick. Because nowadays, everyone's an award-winning movie maker. <laughs> I see that yeah. everywhere. Just because you win awards doesn't mean you're going to be specific towards one particular goal. So that's the first thing. Let's say you have all your materials ready. You have your dream client. You're ready to go, you know, find some people. How do you find these people? You're going to get an Excel sheet. You're going to, first of all, write down 20 people, you know, who kind of sort of know people in your niche um, or know friends of family members who own companies. Write down 20 people because nine times out of 10, you're going to find your first client out of somebody, you know, I did. I mean, it's as simple as that <laughs> and it works so quickly because um, sometimes, you know, getting your first client can take years when you know somebody, your best friend who can be your, your client. You're going to get your Excel sheet. You're going to go on LinkedIn. You're going to go on TikTok. You're going to go on Instagram. You're going to start connecting with 
agency members, people who lead accounts, like let's say you want to be a director for family movies. A lot of commercials focus on like comedy, family comedy. I just saw a commercial for taco shells and it was the funniest like family funny commercial I've ever seen in my life. And it was for taco shells. So what do you do? You look whoever that brand of taco shell is, go on LinkedIn or Google and say, who has this account? You find their name, you click to connect. Well, if they connect with you, that's great. Hold your horses. <laughs> Because then you want to go into your organic messaging. You want to become friends with people. You don't want to just shove your portfolio to them that you've worked so hard on because that's a huge turnoff. You want to organically connect with them, become their friend, um, ask them for advice, maybe give them an authentic compliment about their work. And then before you know it, you'll start building this huge community of people who will be looking for work for you or booking you right off the bat. So let's say that I want to, um, let's talk about your taco shells. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that commercial and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my voice. I want to be, I want to make some branded content for them on TikTok. Is there a particular person I'm going to go look for to make friends with? You know, that's kind of tricky. Um, if it's an independent brand, normally um, the the people to look for. There's like maybe five people. So you just connect with all of them <laughs> and get lucky. Um, if it's a bigger client with a name brand, like a national commercial, um, connect with the creative director if you can, um, the person who handles the main account. Copywriters are easier to get a hold of. They're more friendly, I guess you could say. And I want to point out, we're not talking about, those of you who are watching, we're not talking about going out to try to get Coca-Cola to give you a commercial national spot. This is not what we're talking about. We are talking about how you can get involved with your own clients, which usually means you're making content that they can put on their website or you're putting on your site. Um, one of the things I want to touch, put, really point out is when you talked about who you can go to for bigger brands, but really thinking about Let's look at smaller brands, people who don't have commercials, people who need some of that stuff out there. Yeah, that's amazing. Fashion brands, get a couple of your best friends who are models because there's models all around Los Angeles. I'm sure all of you guys have best friends who are models. Get them to model this suit for you. Get some content together. Do It doesn't have to be crazy. Like You don't have to have necessarily dialogue, but if you can, you can. And you that there's your first commercial to show people that you're you are committed to making content that will definitely sell. I wanted to mention something really quickly um, when you are getting your marketing materials together. So once you understand who you are as an artist, that is the most important thing is to narrow down your niche because you want to specialize in what you do. Otherwise, you're just throwing stuff at the wall and that will get so taxing. You'll just find yourself not getting anywhere because you don't necessarily specialize in anything and you're casting your net too wide. So, you know, and there's techniques that Jen's going to go through as far as finding out who you are authentically as a director. Um, I, I am the worst cheerleader for myself, but I can pinpoint exactly who's good at what. So, you know, people in your um, working director group are going to tell you what you're good at. So listen to them. <laughs> That's a good way to figure out how to narrow down your niche. But um, and on that note, if they're telling you things you don't agree with, then you need to look at what you're doing and creating and putting out in the world. 
Absolutely. Because <laughs> you want to love what you do. That's, that's another thing about this, um, getting clients and just the business. If you find yourself going through drudgery, you're spending two hours messaging people and you're just hating life, that's going to stick with you. You want to find how much you love yourself and love your marketing in a way that you can't wait to share this with people because that is going to get going to get people to pay attention to you. Now, one wants like a generated message that his or generic message that's been sent to like 10 other people. They want what, you know, like I said, what makes you spark, why you love it. Um, so when you have your niche, you'll have your niche, um, what your dream client's problem is and why you're the solution. So those are the three things. Um, like for Jen, I know for directing this, this I'm going to botch this, but so your log line is going to be better for what you do. But obviously, um, hi, I'm Jen. I'm a film director specializing in romantic comedy and musicals, helping producers make audiences fall in love. Um, like I said, that that's really botched because obviously you have your own log line, but you tell it's people. not far off. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been working together so i feel like i kind of know you a little bit <laughs> it tells people what you specialize in which is extremely specific for her um it tells your dream client why you're helping them and how you're helping them um and why you're the solution to their their problem so you're gonna get good at that and you're gonna get good at telling people that instead of being like sheepish about it and be like, oh, I'm just starting out. You're going to confidently know exactly who your dream clients are. You're going to research them. You're going to connect with them. And I, I swear you're going to get clients faster than you think. Like I really believe in Jen's program. The biggest thing that I always teach is knowing your niche, like niching down and telling directors and actors for that matter, which Stacey's both, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that like, yes, you will get to eventually play everything in the world you want to play and direct everything in the world you want to direct, but get known as the go-to person for that one thing. And then when that one thing comes up, like a great example was yesterday, the amazing Rachel Ramist um, in Saturday Sessions group posted that she's able to put um, some rom-com directors up who've had feature films already. And I got texts and I got tagged in that post so many times. And I'm like, that's because people know me as a rom-com director. Uh, so why would I not want to be known as that? I don't want people tagging me in their stupid horror movie posts. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I do. You just mentioned horror. You can do, a, if you specialize in horror, you can do a fabulous commercial in the woods. You're running from, I don't know, Jason. And then all of a sudden, um, a garage team Mazda, like beautiful new, their new model shows up and you get in the getaway car. You know, that's how you infuse the commercial aspect with your wonderful narrative. And it, it, it's just the sky's the limit when it comes to your creativity. Um, even if you, you don't like to write, I, you know, we want to challenge you to push yourself to make yourself come up with some ideas. Uh, and on that note too, about if you're not a writer and you're just like, I don't know how to write or anything, that's totally okay. One of the things that I'm huge on when I teach, once you started sort of going out and shooting for yourself or doing small things for yourself, I highly recommend building a little team around you and then just asking for the money to pay them. You can have a writer that you work with all the time, a DP you work with all the time, a sound person you work with all the time. And just budget them in. So when you go, yes, we can do that for you, but it's X, Y, Z dollars. And you know that because you've already have your team who will go do these spots for you. And another thing on these new spots, especially if you're a TikTok user, which all of us need to start being, I'm sad to say, I'm going to have to go and launch mine. 
Um, they want, they don't even want it to look like a commercial. They want it to look like your crappy TikTok that's like sitting at your in your at your computer typing, making stupid faces with words coming on the screen. That's actually what they want. It's you and a, a camera phone, and you can make money off of this stuff. You can make so much money. There are 16 year olds making hundreds of thousands of dollars, like six figure incomes from doing that. Um, I am embarrassingly on TikTok um, more times out of the day than I should be. But it is so crazy how how many ads come up. And just like Jen said, it's it's just um, like on the fly kind of filmmaking. But I certainly click on that ad and I will certainly buy something. <laughs> Well, and the reason they do it is because it's coming up organically in your feed. So they want you to think that you're watching just another person in your feed until at some point you go, wait a minute, are you selling me something? <laughs> and it's so subtle, but it works. And right. Jump on the bandwagon. Uh, another, right. I, a lot of thing, another thing I always push people who are just starting out to go do and get their own clients is things that you already have access to. I'm a big um, advocate of directors doing actor reels because actors need footage. You need, you can use it for your reel. Uh, you can help them out by making a little bit of money. It can be a tiny team, you a camera op or a DP and a sound guy. Uh, it, they're one page at the most. And that's just something you could literally go right now. You could go do that. You could go to all your actor friends and say, I'm going to do an actor real day. It's this much money per person. And I, I teach in the course how to specifically do it, but <laughs> you can literally do a day of actor reels or one actor reel and make money that week. That, that's you could generate it right now today. If you're like, I need money, go do it. I promise you there's going to be one actor at least who's going to say, I need one and then make it good. Like, don't, don't crap the bed with it, but. <laughs> Make yeah. them a good piece of work. <laughs> that's genius. Jen, honestly, that's what happened to me as soon as I moved to Los Angeles. And I was kind of just starting to take acting classes out here and getting in that realm. You're sharing class with 20 other actors. And I actually, I just made a scene for myself. And I just asked one of the other actors to be in it and somebody else to run my camera. And when I posted it online, like five people were like, can you do this for me? And I was like, uh, sure. And I had, I had to, I had to have like a come to Jesus meeting because you're going to want to do it for a, like either free just to help out a friend at first. Well, at least I did. Um, but quickly you're going to learn that you need to do it for trade or they need to pay you because I think, um, demo real services, for one scene, sometimes they have specials where it'll be like two ninety five for one scene that they write for you, and they just like pump them out all day. Um, they can range to ten thousand dollars for three scenes. Um, but like going along with what you said, knowing exactly what type of actor you are, um, and writing original content is going to go further, especially for you. Um, but, you know, you can definitely charge, like, let's say a demo real service is charging $3.95 for one scene. Um, you can give people a break and be like, hey, I'll give you $100 off, you know, and create something original for you. And that's just genius. That's like supplemental income that, <laughs> you know, is easy to do. It's fun to do. It's work for you because you're a director. You're mm -hmm. literally directing these actors and getting an experience in that way start building your team and getting their rates and things of that nature. 
Yeah. Especially because as you, as you start to scale up from it's you and an actor and a camera and a sound guy, you need to start understanding how to create budgets. Uh, the other thing is I want to really press on you guys is to stop doing work for free. I say <laughs> it like a thousand times in the course. You want to be a working director, charge for your work. Done. It could be 50 bucks. You'd be like, look, I love you and I'm going to help you out. And I'm even going to shoot it myself and, and I'm going to put it all together for you. So you got to pay me a hundred bucks. <sighs> then you're a working director. You've been paid. Yeah. I, I ended up resenting a lot of my friends because I they were they were literally asking me to do it for free just because I had this knowledge and I happened to have a camera. But I went to school, not necessarily to do this, but I learned cameras in school. Like I bought my camera, like you need to pay me for like all that, just because I can do this for you in like three hours doesn't, you know, my experience is well worth more than that three hours of time that you have. Stacey mentioned <clears throat> bartering. You can, you can barter if it's really worth, like what I do with bartering is I actually do the, what it would cost. So you're not just going, okay, I'll do your reel and you're going to come do it. Like you do exactly what it costs. Okay. So you're going to act in my feature and you're going to spend five days on set. That's worth, let's say 250 a day. So now you have your total that that's worth. Then you go, okay, well, my reel would have cost you that plus another $200. So how about you give me 200 bucks? <laughs> like however you want to do it. Or you could be like, okay, we're, we're even, we're totally broken even because this is exactly the cost. Uh, but don't just give a random barter because usually you're the one who gets stuck in the end because the director who's doing their own clients and generating their own money, you're the one who ends up having to do the edit and the sound mix and the color and all these things that take you way more time usually than anything that someone you've bartered with takes. Yeah, because they don't know the prices. They don't know what your time costs. They don't know what you went through to learn all of this. I had, I had a friend, I filmed a really short um, scene for her and she was like, okay, I'll do trade. I'll do, I'll cut your hair. And I was like, you really have no clue what this costs me to learn how to do this. Just because I'm doing it quickly for you doesn't mean, you know, that is an even trade. They don't know. And it's not like she was trying to be, you know, rude or anything like that. They just don't know. So you can even have like your price list um, listed out. Um, as Jen will probably like go through with you, like list what your package will cost for actor reels specifically. And you can have multiple packages. You could be like me and a camera and half a page, no other actor. I'm this much. You yeah. get another actor and we cut to them twice and I'm editing for you. It's this much. You yeah. want a DP and you literally, they can then see all the added on. I used to do that all the time. I'd have four packages and I'd literally put all them together and they would pick whichever package they want. And it could range anywhere from like 500 bucks to 3000 bucks. Uh, depending on how elaborate they wanted to get. Like one back then you could get me cheap because one person got four different scenes on four different days with pretty intense, great scenes for $3,000. You ain't getting me for one day anymore for $3,000. But those of you who are just starting, it's okay to ask for less, to just get out there. If nothing else, do things like, and it doesn't have to be actor reels. It can be anything. You could literally go to your family dentist. I went to my chiropractor once and was like, hey, would you want me to make a commercial with you? And just, just to go like, now I'm, I'm learning how to ask for my rate. Now I'm learning how to work with clients. All that is really important before you get thrown into the place where you're doing the TV show for NBC or the feature film, even, even, even any feature film for indie, you have to do these small projects to get a lot of skill and knowledge and confidence built up. In wrapping this up, what would you say is the number one way, besides obviously doing good work and being a nice human, 
What is the number one way that you continue to get clients over and over and over again? Because there's a, something that happens once you start getting clients where more you start getting more clients and you don't even always know why. A lot of time it's referral. Um, a lot of time it's just your confidence has changed so you can talk differently. Yes. What do you feel keeps that going for you? Definitely confidences. If you already know you have the account before you even talk to them, you're going to get the account. It's a weird psychological thing. But um, so definitely to keep a client, I would say under promise and over deliver. And what I mean by that is when you're managing expectations, because when you have your creative brief, write down exactly what they're going to pay you for, because the client on the last day of filming is going to be like, oh, can you throw in this? For free they're going to ask you for so many freebies and you're going to have to go back to that piece of paper and say no this is what the project scope was so afterwards when you're giving them the deliverables let's say you do a 30 second commercial for them clip down a seven second commercial that can go on TikTok. you know edit down maybe three extra seven seconds like give them extra deliverables that they might like and either say it, you have to like hear them out because you could either say, hey, I'll give these to you for an extra cost. Or if you really like them as a client, be like, and hoping to do business with you in the future and to be on retainer, I would love to give this with you. And re we revisit next month to see what other commercial I can give you. Like always be thinking ahead about what else I can give you. Ideas also, if you don't want to edit something down to give them, um, write down a couple ideas of more like different objectives that might help them gain an audience, gain followers or make more sales. Um, Cause you can write down objectives and how you would go about that, share it with them. Don't give it to them, but like share on a shared screen so they can just look at it. You don't want to give away all your secrets, but definitely like over deliver um, and under promise. Thanks for listening to the working director podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review as it helps others find the show and helps us keep making great content for you. And if you want even more help with your directing career, check out the working where you can apply to be part of the accelerator that hones in on where you currently are and helps you get to where you want to be. Whether it's this podcast, the accelerator or our free Facebook community for directors, we're here to help you get to work.